Welcome back to Seriously Funny. I'm your host, Mashnor Kabir, and I like Reese's Cups. This week, we pull inspiration from the worst part of the internet, Reddit, and we talk about the language of letting go. So first, yes, I saw this post on Reddit on r slash Buddhism from the user Kumogate, and the title of the post was, Does anyone find, quote, letting go, end quote, language to be unhelpful? I'm a jerk, so I'm going to blatantly use this post for my podcast episode that starts with reading the post to you. So here it goes. Quote, let go of ego, let go of attachment, let go of craving, end quote. To be fair, I see this sentiment expressed more commonly for, by beginners from, quote, Western, end quote, countries, more so than the good Buddhist teachers. I'm sure this, quote, letting go, end quote, language comes from somewhere, but I can't personally place it. It just seems one of those things that's become attached to the religion that just won't go away. I don't think, quote, letting go, end quote, is really something we do. There's a momentum behind all of our behaviors and like a river bursting its bank, we can't just, quote, stop, end quote. Change seems to require intentional, sustained awareness directed toward replacement behaviors. One does not, quote, let go, end quote, of attachments. One chooses to focus on meta, for example. You replace one behavior with another. Rather than try to force your mind to just stop doing something as though your mind were a car and you were slamming on the brakes, I don't think you can really, quote, let go, end quote, of your ego, but you can choose to become more aware of the ways in which your mind might put you, might put your own gratification ahead of choosing humility. I think the idea of, quote, letting go, end quote, has a built-in guilt mechanic. If you're still engulfed in selfishness despite wanting to let go, then maybe there will be temptation to start to feel guilty about, which isn't very useful because it's a guilt that will that still revolves around the self and is therefore a kind of vanity. Perhaps for those who are operating under the idea that you can quote let go and quote of anything, it may be more useful to think of it more like, quote, changing course, end quote. All of this is just off the top of my head stream of consciousness, so it's not nearly as well thought out as it probably could be. I was just hoping to throw this out there to see what kind of discussion it might drum up. Please accept my apologies for probably not being nearly as clearly worded as I could probably be if I spent more time crafting this post and thinking this through. I'm not a teacher or an author or anyone else with any kind of expertise. These are just my quote, top of the morning thoughts, end quote. Thank you, end quote. No, Kumagate, thank you for giving me something to talk about this week. So yes, letting go. I've told you about Vairagya. I'm sure one day we'll talk about Viagra, and I've talked about detachment quite a bit. So similar to the question we asked a few weeks ago, quote, should you be enlightened, end quote, we now look at can you let go. And as I say this, I'm realizing that I talked a little bit about this in the previous episode, but you probably weren't paying attention anyways, but you're paying attention to this one, right? And first, I, I do want to take some shots at the post. Firstly, let's not call out the whole, quote, Western, end quote, thing. Has Western philosophy kind of taken some things out of context and messed up? Sure, yes, but i rather that people think meditation is good and maybe do it rather than them looking at someone who meditates and thinking, is that dude trying to float? Uh, Alan Watts has done some incredible work bringing Western or Eastern philosophy into the West, and he may not have done a perfect job, but I 
think it's fine. Moreover, judging people for, quote, doing Buddhism the wrong way, end quote, fundamentally goes against the whole being enlightened, enlightened thing. So let's calm down there. Pull the brakes, Thomas the Train, because apparently you don't want to let go of the gas. But with that, you know, what does it mean to let go? And we've talked about detachment before. It's to, uh, you know, let go. I, I, yeah, I don't, I don't really know, know where to tell you there. Your, your sock is wet. Sure, that may be a cardinal sin, but chill out. Is it cold outside? Sucks. Wear a jacket. Don't get upset at Mother Nature because guess what? Your species is the one killing it. Unless you're a cat listening to this, in which case, meow. But letting go is simply the act of being unaffected by things. If you hold on to a lot of stuff, you will drown. It's how anchors work, actually. So to not drown, you let go. Unlike magic, you'll start floating upwards. You don't even have to do anything. You'll just start floating up. And all you have to do is take all of that stuff you're holding on to and drop it. Say, I'm done. And in order to do that, you probably first have to be detached from all of those things. Letting go is hard. And if you've ever tried minimalism, that's the reason that you tried it and you didn't succeed. You wanted to let go, but you were too attached. In the post, Kumage talks about letting go as if it's this super hard thing to do because we have all this inertia that's involved in keeping everything going. But I think he's looking at it from the wrong angle. Inertia is a thing that I think I have talked about and we'll talk about more. But if you have an addiction, for example, can you simply let go of the addiction? No, not really that's that's not how it works it would be really could if you could that would be awesome and some people do some people can but it's not easy and honestly it's not really recommended withdrawal kind of sucks but some people probably do talk about quote letting go and quote in those scenarios but what you're letting go of and stay with me this is going to be crazy isn't the addiction you're letting go of the fact that you're addicted. Does that sound like I'm simply supporting your endeavors and being addicted? Yes. But let's go back to that anchor analogy. It's a lot easier to float if you let go. It's a lot easier to get out of the addiction if you stop trying so hard to fight the fact that you're addicted and you need to stop. And rather, you should accept the fact that you're addicted and work to get out. Because here's the thing. It's a process. Take the process. Is it easy? No, usually not. But it's a process. If you let go of wanting to stop, be addicted as quick as possible, and you go down the lazy river of the process, you will probably have a higher effectiveness at kicking the addiction. To use a more relatable analogy, well, somewhat relatable, apparently only about 50% of my audience is of college age, not including postgraduate education. But for your test, if you're so attached to the idea of getting an A, you're probably pretty stressed and anxious and not doing so hot. There's a chance you're not even learning the information, which is fine for high school. But in college, you need to learn the stupid information. And the science has been done on this one. And no, anxiety and stress do not help your exam scores. Rather, if you let go of let go of getting an A, and if you simply work on doing your best, you'll perform much better and much calmer. You may not get to sage levels of zero anxiety and stress, but you'll have much better and much healthier levels of anxiety and stress because you never know if you'll get an A. You will sometimes maybe, but 
What you do have control over is doing the best you can. Letting go is a super very like broad statement. It means truly letting go of the big picture. Does it sometimes include the small things? Yes. As Kumagate said at the beginning of this post, after enlightened or after enlightenment, you should probably, you know, you won't have an ego or attachment or craving or desire or anything good at all really this is this is true so should you let go of everything is then the question maybe yeah uh if you can go for it i'm not gonna stop you and a lot of things in life you really should let go of because here's the thing your broken heart isn't going to heal if you put yourself in a bottle let go of your video games let go of the stupid things you hoard in your garage it's just sad all right but here's the thing if i told you how the buddha was and i told you about what the buddha was like and what he acted like and i do that's half of my podcast really and you listen to what i said and you lived in the same way that the buddha did in his robe his traveling his meditating you even got the same begging bowl as he did would you become enlightened no Probably not. And the reason for that is also something that we talked about in learning versus understanding versus integrating. You can integrate all of it. But here's the thing. That won't make you enlightened, unfortunately. You can try to let go of your ego, attachment, and everything good in life. Go for it. I'm not going to stop you. But that won't make you feel better. Well, some parts of it might, but overall, it'll probably be a garbage experience because you can do all the right things and never get the right answer. If college has taught me anything, that's it. <laughs> you can do all the right things and not get the right answer. You need to understand why these things, ego, video games, my MacBook that comes in a week, why all of those things don't matter and why they're not necessary to hold on to. And then automatically you'll let go. You're not letting go in order to understand. You let go after you understand. It's an effect, not a cause. Although that may not hold true for everything in life, some things you do need to do or experience in order to understand. But in this case, no. But the final question is, should you just let go? Should you? Yes, you should. You'll be happier, but you probably can't. You probably can't just let go. And that's okay. One of my really good friends here at college lost his father not long ago. And I asked him, quote, name a friend. If you could remove all the memories you have of your dad, in turn making it so all the pain you felt when you thought about him disappeared, would you? End quote. And he very quickly answered no. Should he let go? Maybe. Maybe he'd have less moments of sadness if he did. But will he? He said no. Would I ever sit there and talk to him about the psychological and spiritual benefits of letting go? As a joke, because I'm a terrible person? Maybe. But seriously, no, I wouldn't. At least not at this point in my life. That would have been different if you asked me a few years ago. But he doesn't need to let go. And that's fine. We're not all here to be monks. Sometimes you let go of the insignificant things because you don't want to drown. But you hold on to the things that matter, the things you care about, the things you love. And that's fine. Like I said in my last post, be human. Are there limits? 
Yes. Are there things you can partly hold on to, but not the entire thing? Yes. And you probably should. If you had someone you care about pass away, you can hold on to all the memories that you have. Yes. And those memories may produce a bit of pain, but don't hold on to the pain that they're not here anymore, because that pain is a pain that the person you care about doesn't want you to feel. So for them, be a lad and let go of that one do them that favor because if they cared about you too the last thing they would want is for you to suffer because of them so yes you should let go but will you probably not not of everything at least and as you grow and you learn and all the other condescending stuff as i as a two-year-old can tell you you will hopefully come to let more and more things go like we said in the maturity episode you'll learn more and more of what is and what isn't important in life and you'll let things go as you learn that but for now i can i can't tell you what you should and shouldn't let go of well uh, addiction isn't great so i'd recommend not doing that but aside from that it's fine hold on to things it's part of being young if you're old and you're still holding on to things you should probably go reconsider a few things overall on the reddit post user man of minus comments quote letting go is meant to be a reduction of effort taking the path of least resistance not adding further exertion to resist something one cannot simply quote let go and quote of an unwholesome habit because of the momentum that you mention but they can't let go of the whole process of trying to control their behavior in such a right way through the gradual and consistent reduction of effort one knot may untie one doesn't let go of the habit habits but rather of the egoic habit regulation which just reinforces is a dualistic sense of controller and controlled within oneself just let oneself be and unravel on one's own schedule end quote as a response to the quote from the original post quote i think the idea of letting go has a built-in guilt mechanic if you're still engulfed in selfishness despite wanting to let go then maybe there will be the temptation to start to feel guilty about it which isn't very useful because it's a guilt that still revolves around the self and therefore a kind of vanity and to that man of minus writes quote the same considerations appear to apply to the replacement method you describe if someone tries to change their habits and fail they may now feel bad about it end quote which i more or less agree with all of that so thank you man of minus for taking my 20 i i said 20 minute podcast but apparently 15 effing minute podcast and summarizing half of it. Uh, That's all though for this episode of Seriously Funny. An interesting one. I knew when I saw this post on Reddit that I'd like to talk about it on the podcast and I cranked the script out in about an hour. So that's fun. One hour of writing equals roughly 20 minutes of talking which is quite interesting i come on man they can it can't i do like 20 minutes for 20 minutes that would be nice but you know sometimes you can get like you can knock out a script in probably 45 minutes if my typing speed agrees with me and you need to know what you're typing about so it's like i just finished taking a shower and i thought about everything i was going to write And so I sit down and I just slap my keyboard out. And within about 45 minutes, I can write about 20 minutes of words. But whatever. Uh, I finish Girlfriend, Girlfriend. It's the same as what I said in the other episodes. Funny. Uh, and that's about it. it it's funny uh, <laughs> there's, there's not much more to give it. It's not very depth or deep. 
I just learned that Tonikawa Over the Moon for You is getting a second season, and I could not be more excited about that. That was that is my favorite romance anime ever. It's just so so good. It's it's so incredible. Uh, school still sucks balls, and uh, you know, yeah. What are you gonna do? Uh, hopefully, I don't fail. That's all I need. That's all I want. Uh, and my MacBook has indeed shipped, which is awesome. That means there is a MacBook with my name on it in the ether. But, you know, I don't know when it's going to come. Apple says November 15th. USPS said November 8th or, yeah, November 8th, which is when I'm recording this tomorrow. That's not going to happen because, uh, like, a day ago it just shipped on, I think, a plane from, like, Zhengzhou, China. Uh, I'm, I definitely did not pronounce that right. But from China, and so... That means that the plane is probably going to go over to California and then I have to it has to cross the entire United States to come get over to me. And so it, it'll probably be November 15th, if not later, but we can hope that it'll be Thursday or Friday and we'll see what happens. But yeah. I ordered and received my laptop sleeve for the MacBook. And if the MacBook is that size, it's going to be so nice. I'm super ecstatic for the MacBook to arrive. But I, I wish my dbrand skin would arrive sometime soon, though. It's still on pre-order, but I recently just saw that they said it should ship in November, uh, so sometime this month. So hopefully within the next week, that would be really cool. If not, uh, I, I don't know. But yeah, once my laptop comes and I throw it in the sleeve, I'll I'll give a quick review or shout out to the laptop sleeve uh if if anyone else wants it. I my like number one well, my number one criteria was that it was black, of course. And then my second criteria was that I wanted it to open from the top like vertically, like it, instead of opening from like the side where you'd like pull out the laptop by its hinge. Like I wanted it to be so that if I open my backpack, I could just slide my laptop out of it rather than have to pull the entire sleeve out, unzip the entire thing, and then pull like, I that just seems like such a dumb design for, in my opinion. But, you know, I found one that works. And so hopefully MacBook will fit in it. They said it would. So we'll see how that is. But yeah, everything's going to be great. Very, very fun. Intel's new chips perform well. Uh, we have seen the 12th gen Alder Lake chips. They've they've been doing pretty good uh, in terms of their benchmarks. They've beat most of Ryzen's chip for most things. Uh, their i5 is doing really good. Their i9 is doing also more good. And so the power on those chips are definitely really good. But what the issue is, is that the power consumption on those chips is mind-boggling on the i5 it is a 150 watt power draw you have efficiency cores and performance cores and you'd think that the efficiency cores would be efficient they would use less power but no 150 watts on the i5 and the i9 is like double that at around like 200 not double it's like 250 watt power draw on the i9 good god it is insane but 
you know, when they make the laptop chip versions of the i, like the 12th gen Alder Lake chips, maybe they'll make it so it doesn't do that, or they'll do what Windows laptops has always done and throttle performance massively on battery power. Speaking of battery laptops, I fi- finally removed my battery, my battery from my razor blade recently. Um, my back cover, like when I was screwing it off, like because of how swollen the battery was, it was like popping off. I almost lost a screw or two because of it. And so luckily nothing broke. Everything works as intended. My laptop is here in front of me without a battery in it. But yeah, buying a new battery is like 80 bucks. There's no way I'm going to do that. So maybe one day if it's necessary, I'll do it, but it is not going to be necessary anytime soon. But yeah, uh, yeah, that thing should have been removed so long ago. But yeah, don't be like me. When I opened the thing, it was swollen, swollen. Like it was not safe to have that anywhere, anywhere. That should not have been uh, here. It was bad, but whatever. Anyways, thank you for listening to this episode of Seriously Funny. I will never let go of you. Much love. Talk at you next week. Peace.